Let not the downtrodden turn back in shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, defend your cause. Remember how the foolish scoff at you all the day. Psalm 74, verses 21 and 22. Uh, when I kind of responded to this and wrote about it, I dwelt on that last part of this verse, which how the foolish scoff at you all day long. And I found a verse in Isaiah, the 32, 32nd chapter, and it, it, it reads like this. Uh, picking up from the foolish scoff at you all day, uh, all the day. Why? And this is what Isaiah says, for the fool speaks folly and his heart is busy with iniquity to practice ungodliness, to utter error concerning the Lord, to leave the craving of the, un uh, the hungry unsatisfied and to deprive the thirsty of drink. Uh, there, that's Isaiah a long time before Christ comes. Uh, and uh, he's describing the world uh, that has, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. In other words, he's describing a godless world and the characteristics of it. And I put in a desert picture, a long road leading to barren mountains, uh, because a godless world is also a desert world. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, this passage that you selected, these couple verses, really sound like wisdom literature. Uh, it's the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and some of that picked up in the prophet Isaiah and his words. And um, just took a quick look at the beginning of this psalm, and it's a maskil of Asaph and um, a song of Asaph. There's deep wisdom here. Uh, we generally believe that this psalm uh, was a community lament that came after the fall of Jerusalem. And so their lives, the things they put their confidence in, have uh, come undone. And there's just, I would call it, raw wisdom that comes in life when you see certain things happening and you say, okay, uh, I need to rethink some things. And, you know, we've just come through a, a very severe period and still in the aftermath of it now of uh, a pandemic. And it really caused us to come up short on the things that we've put our confidence, our ability to care for our health, our ability to assure our future, uh, our ability to control where things are going. All of a sudden we've come back to this real reality that there's a certain folly that comes to us when we live in our own way and forget to live in God's way. Yeah. I, 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 I love these uh, sessions you and I have because they're non-political. Uh, we don't talk about contemporary politics, but I think what you were talking about the pandemic uh, also reminds me that in this nation, the United States, we've put an awful lot of confidence in our government. Uh, to the point where the founding fathers would have looked at this and been appalled. Uh, and the unmasking that has happened here is the people that were meant to have all the power to protect us actually failed. Well, and, it, and it's been a long process coming. I, I, it's, what makes it non-political statement is you can go back to um, presidents uh, 40, 50 years ago and how 
our confidence was them in them and a, a form of civil religion developed that somehow the Bible gets wrapped in the red, white, and blue, and America becomes the guarantor of these things. And uh, one of the reflexes of secularism is that um, our president became our new messiah, and um, our government's ability became our new kingdom moving forward. And uh, what a great reminder we're in. I feel the pain for the people that the suffering has come so close those who have experienced incredible loss, death of family and friends and small business and hourly workers who are on the edge. But may we learn from this time uh, of what has happened to us, that we are not as independent uh, in providing for ourselves as we think. One last thought on this, uh, because I, I think that it's important to recognize, and I recognize this watching television last night, when uh, people in governmental positions, usually uh, governors, were complaining about not having supplies of this and not having supplies with that. And I thought, in a way, what a great comeuppance, uh, because they grabbed this job from the church maybe 100 years ago. And they said, we can do it better than you. And I was saying, where is the church in this? A lot of people are complaining about not being able to go to church, but, and I, I'm one of them, I guess, but I, I think that what's happening here in part, in, 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 not in terms of the medical part of it, in terms of the social part of it, uh, where the, the church, you know, it can be the supplier of uh, uh, goods and food and so on and so forth in a much bigger way than it, it's even doing now. And it's not to say that it's not doing it. It is. Franklin Graham is doing it. Uh, I just think it, hopefully the church will see, not as a social kind of thing, but as a mission uh, to reach out to the unchurched and to the world in any kind of way they can, like the Salvation Army did in its heyday. Anyway, that's was my thought last night. And well, I, I agree with you in principle, but I would challenge one thought. The government never took it away from us. We abdicated it. And we're responsible out of the fundamentalist um, uh, social debate in the early 1900s. I think we, as the church, uh, lost our kingdom perspective of being Jesus ambassadors in this world. Brilliant. Uh, you're exactly right. And it's so much more powerful the way you said it.